Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast where today we'll be discussing the incredible stellar prize shortlist for 2021. My name is Mark Harding. I am the brand and content manager for Booktopia and joining me today are Ben Hunter, our category manager for fiction. Hello, Ben. Hi, Mark. And Joe Lewin, our head of trade product. Hello, Joe. So let's get to it. Um, A quick refresher for our listeners. The Stella Prize is an annual Australian literary award that celebrates women and non-binary writers. The winner receives $50,000 in prize money, while each of the shortlistees are awarded $2,000. And the books on the shortlist for this year are Fathoms, The World in the Whale by Rebecca Giggs, Revenge, Murder in Three Parts by S.L. Lim, The Animals in That Country by Laura Jean McKay, Witness by Louise Milligan, Stone Sky Gold Mountain by Mirandi Rewo, and The Base Rock by Evie Wilde. So, questions. What do you guys think of the Stella shortlist? Let's go to you first, Joe. Yeah, look, um, a really interesting list. I think only one non-fiction, is that right? Is, is Louise Milligan the only non-fiction? Two. Two? Fathoms, Fathoms is a non-fiction as well. Um, so, you know, that's certainly a trend that we've been seeing in the last couple of years. Both, um, both of the last two years have been won by uh, non-fiction. Um, really great to see the first non-binary author being shortlisted this year in S.L. Lim. So that's a, that's a great leap forward for Australian literature. Um, I can't say that I've read every book on the list, I'm ashamed to say. Um, I have read three you're doing better you, than me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm great at this because if I read a book, I, I, I always find it's, it's never going to win anything. Um, <laughs> so who's not going to win? <laughs> I've, I've read one of the books on this list and I would love it to win because it's amazing. I've read The Animals in That Country, um, which is a, a, a fabulous book. It's wild. It's uh, oddly timely and it does your head in and it makes you see the world differently. Um, it was it was a wild long list, and it's a it's a wild short list. Um, as a result, uh, I have I have a question: Is it bass rock or bass rock? Ah, oh, I, I said bass rock. I would think bass rock, like like the fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're totally right. I probably said bass rock because I was thinking like rock rock and roll, like bass a bass rock. guitar. If you yeah. do search for the book on our website, you do get a lot of. Um, how to learn bass guitar yeah. <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah. Do you also get books about how to catch a delicious bass though? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize if I mispronounced the title of the book. <laughs> I was so worried about getting all the author names right that I no, didn't you, even think about the titles. You did yeah. Right. That's that's one of the books that I've read is The Bass Rock. And in my head I call it the Bass Rock. Yeah, right. Not the bass rock, but maybe it's because I love rock with bass. (laughs) (laughs) Rockin'. So what do you think are the big contenders uh, on the shortlist? Ben. Okay, well, I I would love The Animals in That Country to win. I think it's a fabulous book. Uh, It it did incredibly well in the Victorian BPLA. Um, uh, So there's there's some prize history already. Um, It's been very well received um it's um a young writer there's a lot of young talent on here as well throughout the long list um but i i would uh 
as I say, every time I love something, it, it never wins. Um, and there's there's a lot to love throughout the list. I I have a a certain I really want to read Fathoms, and it's not even fiction. I I take care of the fiction list for my job. Um, I have a I have a I have a I have a feeling about fathoms. I don't feeling know why. In your waters. Yes. The fathoms yeah. of your waters. Yes, that's right, Joe. <laughs> what about you? Um, look, I think Louise Milligan's book is so incredibly timely. Um, you know, with everything that's going on in Parliament at the moment, and all of the conversations about, um, you know, justice for women at the moment. I think. Uh, it's an incredibly timely book. So yeah. it would not surprise me at all if if that won. But with that said, that would then be three nonfiction picks in three years. So it depends on how they how they judge and how they um, take these things into consideration. I can't enter the minds of a judge. I loved Laura Jean McKay as well. I thought it was just a such an original book and a premise that I'd never thought about before. Um, and, you know, I wish I'd read all of the others so that I could, you know, confidently say which one was best. Yeah. Uh, SLM, I read their first novel, which is uh-huh. called Real Differences. And that was a real um, outsider book. It's, yeah. it's from a small press called um, Transit Lounge. Um, uh, and Transit Lounge has had some uh, big prize wins yeah. before, um, even though it's it's the publisher is pretty much a one-man band. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but this this um, this book I read, Real Differences, it tore apart a lot of um, the kind of Australian prejudice mindset, <laughs> which I think is a theme for a, a lot of these these books. Yeah. So they're, they're tearing at Australian prejudice in all these different um, areas, whether it's uh, – gender or or our relationship with the natural world yeah. or um our uh relationship with money yeah. um uh so uh the the new slm book revenge in three parts uh sounds bonkers it sounds wild um i would love to read it yeah um so we all love a, a dark horse what are the unexpected books that we should maybe be looking out for as potential winners that could upset maybe well that's it slm and and yeah as as you said at, at the outset joe the first non-binary person to be shortlisted i think that's really cool yeah it's great were there any books from the long list that you're surprised didn't make it onto the short list um look i think i was i was surprised to see jesse to make it onto the long list uh, not because I don't think it's a, a good book, but because it's a very um, it's a very commercial book, and you know the Stella is usually a bit more serious and literary in its focus. Um, so you know, in a way, I was surprised that they didn't take that book further. You know, they they made a big statement by putting it on the list in the first place. Uh, yeah, there's been some really commercial books on the list before. I can remember there was a book called Leap. Uh-huh. made the short list that was that was really light and commercial but still really cool yeah um i'm i'm a little surprised that Nadi simpson's song of the crocodile yes didn't make it um yeah. to this round uh because that it's a debut novel but it is astounding um it's a really powerful book um but then i haven't read the other books so yeah. <laughs> who am i to judge <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Um, what do you think this year's Stellar Shortlist says about the Australian cultural landscape of the past year, our reading taste and the things that readers and writers have been thinking about? Mm. I guess it's really diverse. I think what's been really exciting about working in books, bookselling in, in the past 12 months through um, there's, there's been a lot of issues in the past 12 months that people have cared really deeply about. You know, you would think that during a, a pandemic year, people would be very selfish, but uh, really people have been uh, getting involved in activism in a way that we haven't ever seen before, whether it's, uh, you know, gender politics, whether it's um, racial politics, whether it's um, sexuality. Um, and I think that diversity has really um, flowed through onto the page. Uh, not just in what's being written or published, but what's being consumed. So the appetite from uh, from the Australian book market for really, really diverse authors, um, lots of different walks of life, and that's that's great. Yeah, it's it's certainly um, probably the most uh, ethnically diverse um, list I, I remember. Um, as well as the gender diversity we've talked about. Um, I'd also, oh, what was I going to say? I, I, I just think it's, um, it's exciting and, um, you know, I, I've, I've read a lot of fiction and I, I, I find um, increasingly um, I'm being given, you know, by publishers, big um, ticket novels that aren't written for me as a white man. They're, they're written for an audience that's that's not for me. Um, uh, I'm not the intended audience. I'm not the default audience anymore um, for fiction in Australia. And I think that's about time, right? Because <laughs> I am, I I am just our, one flavor of yeah, human. In our podcast with Claire Thomas, she said it very beautifully when she said, you know what? I didn't actually think about men at all when I wrote this book. Yes. I don't care what they think. <laughs> it's not for them. I didn't, you know... I think that's that's really lovely that you know, but at the same time that, in in inverted commas, women's literature is a lot more um, accepted as being, you know, suitable for everybody to read. It's not as, um, you know, as reductive as what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, and in it's the past. and it's been held up and it's winning prizes at the highest level. Mm -hmm. mm. Not just women's prizes. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to pin you both down to make a final prediction for the winner and then when we discuss the winner after it's been announced, um, you know, you'll either be lauded as, as for your predicting abilities or shamed. Uh, so, Joe, make a prediction. Who do you think is going to win? Louise Milligan. Ben? All right, animals in that country. All right. There's a Freddy Frog I'm, in it. I'm doomed, I'm sure, but I, I would love it if that book won. Well, look, it's very timely with the pandemic and also... Who knows? Uh, any further thoughts you guys wanted to add uh, before we wrap it up? No, only that you should um, go and discover these books for yourselves, listeners. Absolutely. Yeah, and you can get them all at a little website called booktopia.com.au. Uh, so thank you to Joe and to Ben for joining me today and thank you to all our wonderful listeners for tuning in. Uh, the Booktopia podcast is produced by Nick Wasiliev and you can find more of our episodes on our SoundCloud and Apple podcast page. Thanks for listening.
Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces, and more. Or, if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast, and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at booktopia.com.au.